welcome to, I guess we're grown-ups now. It is Carrie and Brooke. Hi, Brooke. <laughs> Was that silly? I'm feeling silly tonight. That was pretty I think funny. We have a silly topic. I think we do have a silly topic. Um, <laughs> our silly... Before we get to that, though, yeah, on the internet. So first of all, we are, if you have encountered us randomly somehow and don't know where you found us, we are on um, iTunes um, with all the rest of the fabulous uh, Good Stuff Network podcasts. And we are also on the internet at goodstuff.fm slash grownups. This will be episode 29. Is that right? Yay. Yeah, totally is. We're almost there. <laughs> we have a Twitter handle that is um, grownups underscore FM. Mm-hmm. And um, I am personally at K-A-Y-A-Y-A-R-A-I on Twitter. And I'm at B-R-O-K. And what's yours, Brooke? I'm at B-R-O-K-S-H-E-L-L-E-Y. So at Brooke Shelley. Awesome. Um, and we have a sponsor. I guess we're grown ups now is brought to you by feed press. Feed press is made for bloggers and podcasters. If you're a podcaster and blogger, you need an analytics and hosting platform that provides you with the right tools to make your job easier. So you can get back to doing what you do best creating stuff. FeedPress is a delightfully intuitive RSS analytics and podcast hosting platform with accurate analytics for RSS feeds and email newsletters. Tap into RSS subscriber, geolocation, podcast download, and link tracking metrics, which come standard on all plans. Um, And if you're currently hosting a podcast elsewhere, they can help you migrate your feeds and media files over so that your listeners don't notice you've changed anything. Support is responsive and available seven days a week. Sign up today at feed.press slash goodstuff and try FeedPress on a 14-day commitment-free trial. Use promo code GROWNUPS during checkout to get 10% off your first year. Thank you to FeedPress for sponsoring goodstuff.fm and I guess for GROWNUPS now. I think if we've shown anything, it's that pretty much anybody can do this. So uh, (laughs) sign up for (laughs) FeedPress and start podcasting. (laughs) Yay! My mic got slowly and slowly lower and lower during that entire read. I'm like, come back. That's when you just have to push your chair so you can slowly sync with it. I think that's the way to go. <laughs> so you said we, we have a silly topic. We do have a silly topic. It's the silly topic of childlessness. It's <laughs> <laughs> not silly at all. It's a no. serious topic. It is a serious topic. But I mean, I guess uh, it can give you a lot of chances to be silly. Um, I suppose that's true. Yeah, this is actually pretty apt, or pretty apt, pretty um, timely, because mm-hmm. I just spent the weekend, um, well, I spent the week in Oakland, where my company mm-hmm. is at, and I spent Saturday at our holiday brunch. Oh, with children. With a lot of children. Wow. Um, I think everyone at my company, ex- well, not everyone, a good amount of people at my company of 11 people have two kids apiece. Oh, Yeah. Um, That'd be a lot of kids. One person has like one kid. So there's a bunch of kids running around. They all looked kind of like miniature versions of my coworkers. So <laughs> I was very easy to identify who they were. I was like, okay, well, the ginger kid is definitely this guy's kid. <laughs> like that guy's kid is dressed exactly like him. This guy's <laughs> kid is dressed exactly like him. It was, I don't know if they did it intentionally, but f- frankly, it was wonderful. And, um, and it gave me a brief, a brief window into what a good parent and good kids could be. 
Uh, interesting. So yeah, just for people who are new to the show, you have no children. Exactly. Well, I have a cat. Uh, uh, well, okay. Maybe we should spend a couple minutes talking about that. <laughs> um, I have two children. My children are 13 and nine and I mention them occasionally on the podcast. They're fantastic. Oh, there's your cat making an appearance on the video, which nobody will see. Um, but yes, so yeah. Um, uh, I am not, however, one of those people who will go to a childless person and say her cat's butt is in her face. It's true. I can't. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even going to cut this out. It's just too good. It's hilarious. What you missed on the video is my cat decided that he wanted to like climb down from my shoulder where he was standing for some reason, um, in onto my lap. But instead of getting all the way on my lap, he just left his butt like literally (laughs) next to my face. So, um, I had to like push him down. Otherwise I wasn't able to talk. Right. <clears throat> Why are you so muffled, Brooke? <laughs> oh, it's just cat. But well, it's really good. So for, yes, um, it's, a pop, um, it's a good pop uh, filter. I was saying. <laughs> What's that? I said it's a good pop filter. Oh, pop filter. Yeah, <laughs> good idea. Yeah. So uh, I was saying, oh, that I'm not um, the kind of parent who will go, oh, but you got to have kids. You'll change your mind someday. I am here to tell the world that that is bull. And if anybody is telling you that, you should feel free to completely disregard them because the, I don't, I don't think, um, people who don't have kids hear often enough. And so I am going to say it as often as I can and as loud as I can, like, you should not feel like you need to have kids. You don't owe anybody kids. And frankly, there's enough like work and not fun things tied up in having kids and expensive that like you don't need reasons to not even want to have kids. Never mind all the medical reasons you might not want to or be able to have kids. Like, oh, I want to make just, a quick. I want to make a quick. Yeah, note. if it is possible that you might owe someone a kid, but if you do, it's because you made a really bad bargain <laughs> with like an elf or a ghost. So, um. I'm really sorry, but uh, in that case, it seems like you might have to have a child. That's true. That's true. And you, you might, might want... consider stealing someone else's and I... passing it off as your own. Exactly. I mean, I was just going to say that. I think it's a great idea. You can <laughs> pretend the child is. Don't steal other people's children. Well, find it. Find it. What an unclaimed child. Yeah. And pass it off as. Yeah, I always there, joke there that. Go. So um, so I am uh, a lesbian woman, which is also. Not new if you listen to our podcast, but it's new if you don't listen to our podcast. Um, and so in addition to it being somewhat challenging physically for um, a partner and I to have a child, um, it's just a very, like, a, a complex and, like, challenging thing. There's not a script for us. Um, right. By us, I mean I, me and a potential partner. I just stopped taking birth control and I got pregnant. Like, right. and that's so, my script. It's and, so easy. And for us, we'd have to, like, think about adoption or think about... Um, artificial insemination, or literally steal a child, which is the joke that I often um, like have when I'm out in a boat with people. Uh, if I'm with a date, I'll be like, oh, that kid looks nice. Let's take that one. Um, 
with, with the idea being that we're either going to use it for um, sacrificial witchcraft purposes or or to be our own the scion of our of our blood. Um, oh yeah, right to like follow after us. But Makes uh, sense. yeah, we were actually while we were at this holiday party this weekend, my date and I were there, and as some of the only childless people there, we were like in this photo uh, for our whole company, and there was like a a moment where we needed to have inspiration. And so our, our friend Domi was like standing in front of us and we decided to just both put our hands on her shoulders, um, as if we were her parents. And then our, our friend Adam was standing next to us and, uh, we were just like, okay, so you're our donor. And we're really glad that you could be part of this photo because <laughs> everyone else was like talking to their kids and posing with their kids. And I was just like, this will be great. We can pretend that this is our, our, our strange, strange family. So, um, That's and then awesome. we were like hearkening back to, uh, other tangent, um, the L word season one, episode one, where Bet and Tina are like harassing every single man at this party to see if they might be a donor for their kid after their first donor <laughs> fell through due to lack of motility. So. Yeah, I support, you know, pretending that some kid out there is your kid. I think that's great because often I pretend that my kids aren't my kids. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's some kids where I'm just like, their parents have done such a good job that I would be proud to call them my own. Um, I have no <laughs> right to do so, but um, I like to pretend occasionally that I'm like, maybe I'm just like a cool aunt and I get to like take you out for like ice cream or like introduce you to sushi and then have no other responsibility for you. So, right, um, right. so to give you also some background, I think the listener, uh, about sort of how we got to where we are, um, for myself, uh, I'm 32 and I was married, uh, and together with my partner for seven years. And during that time we, we thought about having kids. We actually had, um, donor sperm, uh, in order to potentially get uh-huh. pregnant. Um, the rent on that was expensive. It was like $40 a month. But we went through the process. And at the end of the day, when we got divorced, I decided that we shouldn't pay rent on sperm that we weren't going to use anymore. Because um, my decision to have kids or not have kids was largely predicated on my partner. Um, I'm not the kind of cool lady um, like Michelle T who can like want to have a kid solely on my own so I can be like a boss mom. I'm not, right. the, I'm not that woman at all. I'm the lady who like... We'll happily have a child with a friend, um, or I'm sorry, a partner, I guess, especially not a friend, <laughs> but maybe a friend, someone Friendship who decides helps. to co- co-parent with me if that's what they're really into. But I have no incredibly strong feelings on my own, like, because it's not going to be, I, I don't have my, you know, genetic material thing. Um, so there's no, no drive there. And I am, was suitably fucked up by my parents that <laughs> I, I don't really relish the idea of doing that to someone else. Um, and I also have, and this is maybe silly, but a deep and lingering fear that my child will rebel against me, um, sort of a Satanist lesbian woman in order to be a football loving, um, God fearing straight person. And then I'll have nothing to talk with them about. And I may not even like them. And like, I hate to say that because I'm like, I really wish I could say, yeah, I would totally love my Republican kid, but I wouldn't. I would have a really hard time doing that. And I would like really, really revile myself for somehow raising or presenting opportunities for a kid to end up being like a really awful person. Um, so I would love to hear what your thoughts are on like 
A, how you got here, and B, um, what your fears are as far as how your kids might turn out. It got deep. So there was a, there's a funny story that my mom tells about me in probably high school. Like I think I was likely 15 or 16 when this supposedly happened. I don't remember saying it, but she says that, um, I think her, my grandmother asked me, you know, um, whether I planned on having children, imagine asking a 15 year old that anyway. Um, and, uh, I apparently told her that when men were able to carry children, like do the, the pregnancy thing and give birth that, that's when I would have children. Cause there was no way I was going to do it. So, <laughs> I mean, there are layers of irony involved in that and men having children now and stuff like that. But, um, it's, I, when I was a teen, I don't think I really pictured myself having children. Um, so then I, you know, but got you didn't married picture being a parent at all, or you didn't picture physically having a kid, but it was it both. That's a good question. I'm not sure I differentiated it at that age. It was just sort of a vague thing that I was committed to never happening, never having to deal with in my life. Like, yeah. Um, then I got married and sort of, uh, I don't remember when it changed for me really. Um, but definitely having kids for me was intentional and it was really fun. Like, lest I come across as some sort of like child hating woman. Um, I loved getting pregnant, um, uh, being pregnant. Um, childbirth was interesting at least it wasn't, I mean, for me it was uh, dangerous. Uh, if there's any reason you need to think about whether you want to have kids or not, like the actual pregnancy and childbirth thing is actually super dangerous. And, uh, I almost got into very serious medical conditions, uh, especially with my second kid. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I had a blast and, um, I didn't have really bad postpartum depression. Another good reason to really seriously consider having children or not having children. Um, and my job was really good about it in Canada. We get a year of parental leave, which is very handy, um, for bonding with your kid and, That's you know, amazing. getting a good start. Yeah, it is amazing. Um, I can't even imagine what it's like to go back to work after six weeks. Is that across the quitting. provinces or is that just per province? Yeah. That's all across the nation. Wow. Um, yeah. And I can't imagine quitting a job you love just to, to raise an infant. Like I, I, I can imagine doing it if you don't love your job or, or, yeah. or there's no other workable situation, but, but to have to choose between your six week old infant and your career, I find very, yeah, that sounds horrible, like yeah. a horrible choice to make. For sure. And I think anyway, for, for my part, like I would say, like, like you were saying, you never say, Hey, like people need to have a kid. Right. Like, and I appreciate right. that. I think that's a really, like, that's a really great way to look at it. Cause it's like, I don't need to own your decisions. I feel the same way about parents. I'm like, I maybe wouldn't decide to have kids or, um, wouldn't decide with the same kind of like, um, devil may care attitude that some of the people that I'm aware of, um, mm -hmm. have had kids, but like, if that's your decision and, like, what you really want to be as a parent, then, like, that's awesome. Like, I, right. my, my boss's wife, I think, um, 
had a really successful career, but had like told my boss, I think early on, like, hey, when I have, when we have kids together, like, I would like to be a mom, like full stop. I think I'll be great at that. And that seems like a thing I wanted to put my life energy towards. And, and that's such a awesome way to do things. Like, I really love, I love it when someone makes the choice to do it. It's frustrating to me when people are like compelled by circumstance, when it's like, well, now you're the mom, you have to just stay home. But someone who's like, I mean, I don't know. I think something we talk about a lot is just like being passionate about stuff and like making decisions based on what makes you feel good and, and happy and, and something you're stoked on. Yeah. If you're stoked on being a parent, then like do it. You'll probably be the, a, one of the best parents out there. Um, I think it's hard to be a bad parent if you care enough about it that, that it's your primary focus. Yeah. I think um, two things. One is I've, I've never heard anybody say that um, having kids, I've heard people say, maybe if I have kids, it'll fix X in my life. You <laughs> know, I'll be more responsible or my marriage will get better or right. I'll be more healthy or whatever. I, I don't think that's a great reason to have kids. No. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's a free country. Go ahead and do it. But like those things don't come true. Right. Um, any more than getting a dog or buying a house or, or changing jobs does any of those things. Um, like you have to make those things happen from within yourself. Um, the other thing is, um, whichever, no matter how passionate you are about whichever sort of life path you choose, you'll probably have regrets and doubts somewhere along the way. Like, so don't feel the added layer of guilt when you realize that you kind of regret having kids or, 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 you know, sort of wonder, well, what if, what if I had had kids, right. like just let who let go of those things. Cause that's misery. That's unnecessary in anybody's life. Yeah. And I always, it makes me sad when people, it seems like they're compelled by their parents or something. Right. Yeah. Where it's like, we really want a grandkid, right. That was a lot of narrative oh. that friends of mine had growing up was like, yeah. well, you can't date in college. You can't have sex until marriage. But as soon as you have sex with someone who you have married, you must immediately get pregnant so that we can have a grandchild. And, like, I'm sure, I can't even imagine how joyous it is to be a grandparent, but cut it the fuck out. <laughs> like, yeah, don't, not your life. Don't oh. put that much pressure on another person about, like, delivering some kind of goal. Like, if you want... Totally. I don't know. Like, it just seems really messed up. And I also... Um, I get really frustrated too. And I think that I somewhat experience this when there are, you know, parents who, who aren't very good to their kids, but are really good to their grandkids. Right. Hmm. So like, yeah. I've heard of that a few times and I'm sure you have too, or met people like that where it seems yeah. like, you know, their parents were real shit heels until they had a kid. And then all of a sudden their parents were like showing up to like all the events and like buying gifts and giggling all the time. And like, it, I'm, I'm guessing that some of it is a degree of maturity where it's like, you're much likely, much more likely to be a mature and like selfless or like potentially selfless person at say 60 than you are at say 25. Yeah. But, but like, it just, it just bums me out. Cause I, I think it doubly hurts the kid, right. Having been in that, having seen that happen to like, maybe my dad, for instance, like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
it made him really sad think, that his dad wasn't there. And then, like, when his dad was there for me, I think he was jealous. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I can see that dynamic. I also sometimes wonder whether um, some of those relationships, if you scratch the surface of the grandparents' love for the grandchild, if you would maybe find something that's kind of messed up, actually, like that it's not. Yeah, yeah I don't know. What it's you weird. Mean, messed, but, up, messed up how? Like that, um, I, th- I, I think le- likely sometimes, yes, the grandparent has learned things along the way and is a better person and is more loving. But I think also sometimes a lot of grandkids get used by the grandparents as levers against the kids in the middle. Oh, Do you know what I mean? I see. Yeah. That it's like there's a the battlefield of the child or whatever. Yeah, it's like, yes, you're doting over this grandchild, but in a way it's like a message to the yeah. to your kids. It's, there's some sick dynamics. But if you're <laughs> a parent, don't be giving your kids that, yeah, give us a grandchild thing. That is reprehensible and horrible. And a lot of people can't have kids or struggle to have kids. They really want to. Yeah. And guess whose business that is? None of ours. Right. Like. Never, ever ask somebody if they're getting pregnant. Oh, horrible. I think back to the grandparent thing, too. I had um, a friend of the show, Mallory Ortberg, who runs Dear Prudence. Mm -hmm. Um, She had a question that she asked me about a while ago, and it was like, I think it was in her column, not on the the podcast, but it was a situation where, like, a grandparent had sort of betrayed the trust of the kid, of the the parents, right? So Mm -hmm. the parents had said, you know, we think it's really, really important to to teach our children about consent. And so we've taught our child that, um, well, not just consent, sorry, but also like secrets and like things around like adults asking you to do stuff. Yeah. So, so that was the main thrust of it, but it was around consent too. So it was like, Hey, like, um, we want to teach our kids to never keep an adult secret. Like, because so often that's abused as ways to hurt a child. So we've told our kid if if an adult asks them to keep a secret, they're not allowed to do it. They need to immediately come and tell us what was happening. And, like, bully for them. That makes a lot of sense. And the the person in question had, like, said that they had faced abuse themselves, and so they were very conscious of that for their kids and, like, 100% on board. Well, the grandma, in, in what is just a garbage move, was like, you know, I think that's silly. So every time your kid's around me, I'm going to, like, whisper in the ear, here's a secret for you, and just, like, make light of what is actually a really serious oh, thing. And yeah. and you could tell that it was, like, some sort of power play or, like, the grandparent, you know, didn't agree with the what was happening. But it's, like, A of all, the grandparent was ostensibly, you know, responsible for this kid who is now a parent who got abused in the first place. And B of all, you don't get to decide how other kids are raised. Like, if... Even if you disagree with someone's actions, like, oh, like, as a non-parent, oh, I don't think it's okay to, like, avoid using vaccines. I think that's hugely disastrously effect, um, in effect for society. But I don't get to go around just being like, hey, kid, you should get a vaccine. Like, that's yeah, come here, kid. Up. Or, like, yeah, that... I don't believe in God, and I, like, sort of have a joking uh, adoption of Satanism. Um but, like, if I was just like, hey, kid, there's no God, hail Satan, like, also, kind of a shitty move. Like, as much right. as I think that's funny to some degree, like, that would be kind of, uh, 
maybe a messed up deal. Like in, in in a public sphere, it's a different kind of world, and like offering options is fine. But like, I would feel bad if I met your children and then I said, "Hey, you know what? Dating men's the worst. You should be a lesbian." Like, <laughs> probably not age appropriate. If your kids were like <laughs> above eighteen, totally, I would tell them like, "Here's the deal." But like right. younger kids, and just like it, some of that some of that phrasing can just be really mean spirited. I think I would never lie about who I am. If, if I know someone's kids and they're like, Oh, do you go to church? You'd be like, no, I don't go to church. Like I actually, um, you know, don't believe the same things your parents do. I think that's acceptable. Or if I'm totally. like, yeah, I love this woman. And like we date, uh, it's easier. Cause I don't have a lot of friends who are like super religious or, or, or anti-homosexual or like, cause I wouldn't be friends right. with them. But, um, yeah, does that make sense? But undermining a parent is not cool. Like that's worse than saving the kid's soul or opening their mind to, you know, bisexuality or whatever you want to do. Like it, you, you just like, if it's super important for you, wait till they're, yeah, like an adult and then talk with them. But like, you don't get to undermine the parent. Yeah. But you also don't have to hide who you are in order to hang out with, you know, that's, but, um, but yeah, I think it's, it's a. It's a complex issue, and I, I, yeah, I think it's something that as a childless person I face a lot more often, where, like, mm. I might come off as a little bit more, like, devil-may-care when I'm around other people's kids, because I'm like, right. well, I don't, I don't really understand the responsibility, but I try to be oh. respectful if I can, because I don't want to, like, I don't know, I don't want to lead somebody to, like, I, I don't want to lose a friendship because I've, like, messed up their kid in some way. But yeah, at the same time, I, like so many kids don't know what people are saying. And like, I've long ago realized that me saying fuck every once in a while, isn't going to like destroy a child's life and that their parents might scowl at me, but the kid probably didn't even notice. So, right. Yeah. And what the kid notices more is their parents' reaction. Right. They're like, Ooh, that was a funny word. I should say that. <laughs> but really, I mean, I, it's, it's super great that you support parents that way and, and people should, um, the fact that you've thought about it is like very, very empathetic and kind. Um, other parents can be the worst. Something about, right. you know, being in the club. Some people, some people become very, you know, generous and empathetic, but some people seem to think that their way of doing things is the only successful way to parent. Parents can be super judgy to other parents. Oh, it God. can be really bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we should wrap up pretty soon, but I yeah. do. I wanted to briefly mention the cat thing because we talked about it in the beginning. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I have a cat, and my cat's name is Snorri, and um, he's a little like white and orange cat, and he often has like a very like flummoxed, flummoxed look on his face. Um, he's a lovely boy. Carrie's met him when when she's visited. And, he's adorable. And yeah, I love him to death. Like he lays on my lap most days at work while I'm like. Uh, sitting down to work if I'm standing up he'll like come and like hang around the desk that I stand at um he's never gonna learn how to do math or Mm. get a job um or make me proud in any real particular way but like insofar as he provides me like sort of unconditional love and we seem to care about each other as much as that might be projection um he's a really special like person in my life. And when I'm out of town, I miss him. And like, I don't consider him a kid. Cause I think that's sort of a bizarre thing to do, but in some ways he is like, he's, he's a little guy that I take care of that needs yeah. me more than, well, no, I think we need each other the same amount. Um, 
And, and like, even when I'm, like, not, like, so the people I date are in Oakland, and I live in Portland, when I'm not around them, like, he gives me a modicum of, like, comfort and, like, affection that I would otherwise feel was lacking from my life. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, like, a really valid thing to have a pet um, who kind of, like, is in some ways a part of your life in a way that a kid would be. Although yeah. I would caution strongly against, like, getting a dog and pretending they're your child because it's a little bit disturbing for the rest of us. I don't want to, like, judge you for the choices, but, like... <laughs> yeah, it's always weird. Like, I have pets, too, and I love them. But I have to say my love for them changed, or at least I understood the limits of my commitments to them when I had kids. Mm-hmm. Um, like suddenly my cat's medical problems were laughable relative to my kids' medical problems. It doesn't really mean I loved my cat less. It's just that I realized, um, it's just, it's kind of different, you know, it's like having a, it's like having, it's like owning a house and st- after just, um, like looking at pictures of houses. Maybe that's unfair. I or don't like, know. Like rent, no, and it's like not renting. It's like living in a, it's like owning it's a house difference. after living in an RV. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I have no like idea. That. It's all very confusing. But I get where <laughs> you're going. The metaphors break down, but yeah, it's like, it's, it's, uh, I mean, I love cats and they're in some ways they're like, they are more unconditionally loving than kids because a lot of times your kids love feels super conditional yeah. on you like doing all kinds of jumping through all kinds of hoops. So in a way a cat's like a more simple form of love. I guess it's, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think <laughs> As that- a parent, I grate just a little bit when I go, yeah, I have two kids and somebody goes, I don't have kids, but I have pets. It's like, Oh no, no, you did not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will continue to say it. Um, yeah, just partially because it, it, it grates on you. Yeah, but I think that I, I also understand the, the limit, limitations of that, right? But, like, but I think part of why I say it in a similar way is, like, I get, I grade on, I get graded on, I get a little bit bummed out when people are just, like, I have two kids, or I have three yeah. kids as, like, a major part of their identity, because I'm, like, well, I have a cat. Like, who are you as a person? <laughs> like, this is all just kind of silly, and, like, it, it's sort of that Twitter thing of, like, you know, designer, um, coder. Father. Father, Yeah. Lover of craft beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I just I just realized that we should probably have an episode to talk about pets because I think that there's a lot more depth there to like being a weird pet parent or yeah um, pet health things and whatever else and like it's a serious a component thing. of adulthood because totally like one thing that I want to get into in that episode is what happens when you adopted a dog to see if you wanted to have kids and then you have kids. Cause I think it changes things really drastically mm. both for that dog and for your family. Um, and it, yeah. as a, as a non-parent, I usually get bummed out for the dog. Cause I'm like, yeah, oh, guess who isn't loved anymore. <laughs> but, um, right. Yeah. But for today though, I think we should close it out. Um, whether you decide to have kids or decide to be, um, a childless pagan like me, then, uh, I think we both support your choices. And hopefully... Absolutely. You have friends and I guess we're grownups now. That's Either right. way. That's right. Or some sort of like half child. Maybe your kid is like on a timeshare. All of these are great. Um, Good idea. If your kid is taken by Rumpelstiltskin, I feel bad for you. Um, 
<laughs> anyway, uh, we probably won't have another podcast out before um, the holidays. So uh, happy holidays. Um, I found out in a correction from last week's episode, Hanukkah is currently ongoing and is not already passed. I was confused hey. by how soon the decorations were put out in the grocery store. So apologies to our uh, Jewish listeners and anyone else who celebrates Hanukkah. Um, but yeah, happy holidays. And uh, we may be sending something out before the new year. But um, yeah, we'll have a great evening, cool. Carrie. And uh, have fun with your kids. <laughs> yeah, have fun with your not kids. That's, I will. <laughs> Bye. Uh.